Singly God's People with your host, Dennis Beard. There is always present truth, the preceding word of God. And that is walking in the light is easy in the light. Now Jesus is a man that has entered into that light which no other man could approach unto, nor see, nor could see. He is the man that is God. And you'll see that in 1 Timothy 6, 15 and 16. He's a blessed and only potentate, the omnipotent, almighty, who only hath immortality, dwelling at his housing permanently in the light, which no man can approach unto, nor see, nor can see. That's Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is that Spirit now, glorified by the Father's own self. He is the Holy Ghost. He is the Spirit of truth. Now in Joel, there is an, an admonition and admonishing to the drunkards because the new wine is cut off from them. They don't understand the time of the season of tabernacles. They stay in Pentecost. They're Pentecostals. They're not tabernacleists. They don't know what tabernacleists are. Tabernacleists are the ones that are in the last season of God in the third day that God will raise up the body of Christ, and we will live in his sight. That's the last generation that shall be counted for the seed, the Christ generation. You'll see that in Matthew 1. <clears throat> There's 42 generations of in the genealogy of Jesus Christ. But that last generation, Jesus, in the days of his flesh, had one body. And all the fullness of the Godhead, everything that God is, was, or ever will be, was manifest in flesh. That's a mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, not the Son of God, God himself. That's 1 Timothy 3.16. And those that understand the doctrine of Christ and have that knowledge, they understand that there is a greater glory that we, the body of Christ, have to enter into. And if we don't, then God literally tells us that we're drunkards. We're drunk with wine of that mystery of Babylon, the great that's made all the nations of the earth drunk with the wine of her fornication. Not a good thing. Well, we're in the last of the last days. We're in the time of tabernacles. We're tabernacleists. We're pressing toward the mark for the prize of the calling of God in Christ Jesus. But it said the new wine will fail in those that do not know the word of God. They do not walk in the proceeding word of God. And the light is he's in the light. That's a proceeding word. Man lives by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. That is present truth proceeding higher and higher in glory. From glory to glory, even as by the spirit of the Lord. Take a look at Joel 1. Of course, Joel speaks of that new wine. That's the new thing that God will do, that we, the body of Christ, have to make ourselves as new wineskins. For the new wine must be put in new wineskins. You try to put the old wine in a new wineskin, and then it will burst and will be destroyed on the ground. Jesus warned of that. The present truth is a preceding word. Very few understand that because they go to church, 
in an abominable Protestant church, and they are told simply say a sinner's prayer, and you're in the promised land. You're, you've got heaven made. Your entrance into the kingdom of heaven is guaranteed because you repented. And that's simply not the case. We've been lied to through the tradition of the elders that has made the word of God to none effect. It's after the rudiments of this world. It's tradition of man, after the doctrines of man and not the word of God. Well, we can see it in Joel. The former reign was declared by Peter in Acts, the second chapter. This is that spoken by the prophet Joel. That in the last days I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Sons and daughters I prophesy upon them there that they would have this wine in the former reign. That's Acts, the second chapter. But the latter reign is the last great reign of his strength. It's the final, not Pentecost harvest, but the tabernacle harvest. The Feast of Sevens, the Feast of Tabernacles, the Feast of Ingathering, the Feast of Prophecy, the Feast of All Feasts. But these are spots in our charity, our Feast of Charity. Charity is the high calling of God in Christ Jesus unto perfection. So you had to, through obedience, add to your faith virtue. Virtue, knowledge. My people perish for lack of knowledge. Now, there's another line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little, there a little, that if we do not walk in that light of truth, that it becomes a snare. We're ensnared. Simply through disobedience, which is the sin of witchcraft. But then after we have knowledge, we have to add to it, add to knowledge, temperance. Those that strive for the ministry, the work of the ministry, must be temperate or self-controlled in all things, not some things, all things in all truth. Because faith is the substance of things, so far, the evidence of things not seen. It's all truth. And temperate in all things of truth. Then, after you've done the will of God, you have need of patience. Add to your temperance, patience. And that is, let patience have her perfect work. That's unto perfection. Then, you have to add to patience, godliness. That's the godlike. Little g-o-d-l-i-n-e-s-s. Godliness. And, without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. 1 Timothy 3.16. God was manifest in the flesh. How does the devil overthrow that? He says the Son of God was manifest in the flesh, which is a lie. The Son of God is the Father, the everlasting Father, manifest in the flesh. 1 Timothy 3.16 He is the mighty God, the everlasting Father. That's Isaiah 9.6 He is Emmanuel, God with us. Well, that Godliness, you would think that, well, certainly that's the last step in perfection, in full maturity, but it's not. Add to godliness, brotherly kindness, preferring your brother above yourself, condescending to men of low estate. Then finally, add to brotherly kindness, charity. That charity 
as many says that that is just simply God's love. But that's not an active, uh, dynamic, biblical definition of charity. Charity, by its very biblical definition, is the love for God in doing his will. It's love based in the word of God in obedience. Without obedience, you cannot reach charity. And that's where this name it, claim it, snap it, and grab it, so-called Pentecostal world in a prosperity gospel have missed it. It's not a prosperity gospel. It's a gospel of the cross. You have to crucify the flesh with the affections and the lust. You live to the world, you die. Any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that's of the world, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, the lust of the flesh. The world passeth away with the lust thereof, but whosoever doeth the will of God abideth forever. I'm talking to those that are wise. Oh, that they were wise, that they would consider or know their latter end upon whom the end of the world hath come. That's us, the true body of Christ that's going on to perfection. Well, that charity is the bond or the guarantee of perfectness, of the perfecting of the body of Christ. Charity is that bond of perfectness and will cover a multitude of sins. How can that be? Because if you add to your faith virtue, virtue, knowledge, knowledge, temperance, temperance, patience, patience, godliness, godliness, brotherly kindness, brotherly kindness, charity, these things there are in you and prevail in you, there's no chance or case of failing or falling from the faith or failing of grace. It assures us. It's the bond, the guarantee to perfectness that we will come to full maturity to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Jesus Christ. Well, that was a former reign. That's Acts 2, Pentecost. But we're not Pentecostal. They saw through a glass darkly. They had knowledge in part. Tongues that cease. And it says there, knowledge will be done away with. But charity... We find there about it, faith, hope, and charity. But the greatest of these is charity. That's obedience and doing the will of God. Growing up in the Jesus sent all things and all truth, so that we're not tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. Somebody said, well, I know God's going to do something. I just don't know what it is. Well, we better know what it is, because it's re- revealed to us by the Holy Ghost in the the last day revelation of Jesus Christ, exactly what he's going to do. It's revealed already. That truth is given to us in all truth, not partial truth. We have to experience it by the leading of the Holy Ghost in obedience under righteousness, which will yield the peaceable fruits of holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. And we're admonished that by the prophet Joel. Joel word. Joel the First chapter, the word of the Lord that came to Joel, the son of Pethuel. Hear this, you old men, and give ear, you all, you inhabitants of the land. Hath this been in your days? 
or even in the days of your children? This is a new thing. This is the new wine. We must be made new wineskin. That that is determined will be done. Well, what are we to do? Tell your children of it, and let your children tell their children, and their children another generation. This is a generation, the Christ generation, that's mentioned in Matthew 1. These other generations are genealogy of Jesus Christ. This is the royal priesthood. And we see that lineage there in Matthew 1. Abraham to David, 14 generations. It's a total of 14 times 14. I'm sorry, 14 plus 14 plus 14 are 42 generations. 14 is the number of salvation in uh, biblical numerology. Well, from Abraham to David, 14 generations. From David to the carrying away into Babylon, 14 generations. And from the carrying away into Babylon unto Jesus is 13 generations. Wait a minute. That puts us a generation short. No, it doesn't. Because we're bought with the blood of Jesus. We're not our own. We're bought with a price. And we are the body of the Christ and Christ in us. Right now, the body of Christ is a mystery of godliness that we must enter into, adding to our faith, virtue, virtue, knowledge, knowledge, temperance, temperance, patience, patience, godliness. That's the God life. And that's a revelation of Jesus. <clears throat> then there's two more steps there in full growth, full maturity. Well, what is that? Well, that's what we're talking about here. Charity. Bonneth not itself, not easy puffed up, seeketh not its own. It rejoices in the truth. <clears throat> not past truth, not Pentecostal truth 2,000 years ago, but present truth. It rejoices in the truth, the present truth, the word of God, the proceeding word of God, and this present glory that's being revealed by the Holy Ghost to the body of Christ. Well, what happens if we do not walk in the light as he's in the light? Well, then we don't have fellowship one with another. There's no blood flow. And a member without the blood flow, just like a member of the body cut off from the blood, will die. And then the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin through walking in the light in present truth and the blood flow of Jesus. That's a life blood in the New Testament given for you. How do you cut off the blood flow? Do not obey the present truth. That's how it's cut off. That's why it says in 1 John 1, 7, if we, if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, Jesus, the man, a forerunner has already entered into that uh, glorious, uh, within the veil, glorified by the Father's own self. He is the Father that made himself of no reputation, took on him the form of a servant, now glorified back to his former glory, the Father, the Christ, the Holy Ghost, Christ in us, the hope of glory. Well, the former reign was a moderate reign. And Paul said there about it, faith, hope, and charity. But the greatest of these is charity. Why charity? Because it's the final epoch. It's the final glory that we must in the body of Christ enter into, growing up into Jesus in all things, in all truth. 
though they were not tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine, and especially in the last days, that and they will become a falling away first before the man of sin, the son of perdition, is revealed, who opposes all that is God or that is worship, so that he as God setteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. This is a strong delusion set from God himself, our Lord Jesus Christ, because they did not have pleasure in that truth. They had pleasure in unrighteousness. That is not understanding. You're growing up into Jesus in all truth and all things. And because of that, then they die without the blood flow. So if we walk in the light in the present truth, what is the blood? The blood's in the New Testament given for us, for, for each one of us, members in particular, and the faith that has been given to each member in the body of Christ. For God hath dealt every man the measure of faith. So the body would come together, fitly framed together and compacted by that will and purpose of God manifest in the earth in the work of the ministry. Well, what's the problem? The problem is, is if we do not walk in that present truth of the word of God, then there's no blood flow because the blood's in the New Testament given for us. That Jesus uh, has already paid for on the cross and we're completed in him and have need of nothing else. It's already been paid for, but we have to experience it. And the problem is, God's speaking to his people and very little are listening and have an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. God spoke to me in a visitation on the 19th of January, 2019. Apostolics, where are you? The one God, Jesus, only doctrine in Christ, where are you? We need to come together. All of Africa, we have over a thousand ministers there that have come out of the false trinity doctrine into the one God, Jesus, only doctrine of Christ. Now they're saying, lead us on. They're having crusades now and, and booking ministers' conferences, believing God that the DBM team will come and lead them on. We need you to join with us. How can we go except that we be sent and the Lord provides the means to do it? And no man goes to warfare at his own wages. But we need you and you that are called. And you know this truth. Don't procrastinate. Come with me. Our ministry team uh, is dedicated to going to all the world for witness in all nations for the end to come. Even though we're coming to the end, they're saying we'll be saved. We need to hear from you. And uh, I'll give the information at the end of this podcast. Well, we're in that time now. Incharity is flowing to us. But it states there that God himself was in strong, strong delusion to believe blind be damned because they received not the love of the truth. They might be saved, but had pleasure in this unrighteousness saying, you don't have to grow up into Jesus. You don't have to grow up into him in all truth, in all things, to the measure of the statue of Jesus and to a perfect man, to the image of Jesus Christ. That's not just Gnosko. That's Epigonosco. Epi, much higher glory a much higher knowledge than just going to go. It means coming to the perfect image of Jesus Christ and what we, the body of Christ, have been called for. Whom he did foreknow, them he did predestinate. The predestination according to the foreknowledge of God. He knows exactly, even though we have free will, what we're going to do because he's not subject to time and space. He's not subject to physical laws. Physics means nothing. God is infinite. In his essence, he is. God is. 
and always has been and always will be. Well, what is that? Is that he knows all, and according to his foreknowledge, that he knows all things from the beginning to the end and all time, past, present, past, and future. He knows what we will do and our will. So according to the foreknowledge of God, we are, he did predestinate us. For what? For the purpose of God, the will of God be done. Predestinated what? To be conformed to the image of his son. That's God manifest in the flesh, the father revealed. God working salvation with his own arm of flesh, glorifying his own flesh back to himself and fulfilling the law in the days of his flesh. Now, when you have that revelation of Christ, we need to come together to take this last day work of the ministry to the nations. I need to hear from you. We're dedicated to this with our very lives. And it's up to you, the body of Christ, to hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. If you're not hearing anything, fine. But if the Holy Ghost is speaking to you, and he's speaking our name to you, then please call because the work that we will do will be great and shake the nations, not through our righteousness or our holiness, but for his name's sake, through the glory of God. His word will be lifted up. And if he be lifted up, he will draw all men into him. Well, there's charity. That, that truth of God and the love of God based in doing his will is charity. The love is not charity. Love alone is love not in word and in tongue. We can love God in word and tongue. But in deed and in truth, that's charity. Loving God in deed and in truth. Seeing our good works and glorifying our Father, Lord Jesus in heaven. And you that have that revelation of Jesus, the Lord is calling us together to work in one body. One faith, one Lord, one baptism, one God above all, through all and in us all, the Father of glory. Ephesians 1. Well, but the other... The nominal church world will be drunk with the wine of Babylon's fornication. God states it. He had, that's the admonishing of the prophet Joel. Through all the prophets, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Daniel, all the way, talks about only the wise shall understand these things, these things of truth and things of faith. The wicked cannot understand these things. It is written in that way that only those that seek for God with a pure heart and with all their heart will see it. And that's the reason the wise shall understand these things, these things, the faith, the new wine, the new thing. And this is the new thing. It starts in Joel 1. <clears throat> it's very emphatic. He said uh, that in Joel 1 verse 4, that which a pummel worm hath left, hath the locust eaten. And that which the locust hath left, hath the canker worm eaten. And that which the canker worm hath left, hath the caterpillar eaten. There's three stages. Why? What's the admonition to us? What's the correction to the body of Christ, to us in this generation? Because we are the 42nd generation we are that last of the 14th generation, Jesus being that 13th from the occurring way into Babylon to Jesus 13, who is called Christ 14, because we are the body of Christ 
and we are bought with his blood. You do it one of the least of these, my brethren, you've done it unto me. That's a Christ generation. But they have to walk in the light as he's in the light. In the full proceeding word of God in present truth. Not Pentecostal. Tabernacleist. And God's doing it now. I had that visitation on the 19th of January, 2019, after coming out of Messiah Travel Church in Kenya, Africa. Saying, seal my people by my word. Even as I send my angel ascending from the east, having the seal of the living God, so send I you. I need to hear from you. Let's join together. Well, I was shook for lasting almost six hours. The visitation itself was two hours. And it shook us to the very core. And we've been doing the podcast and doing all we can to lift it up. But most do not have ears to hear when we ought to be teachers. I'm afraid most of us there in the denominal church world have need of milk and not of strong meat and are unskillful in the word of righteousness. What's the word of righteousness? Growing up into Jesus in all things and all truth. That's the epigenosco, the, what? the image of Jesus Christ. Growing up in that image. That's what we're called for. For whom he did foreknow, them he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son. What is that? That he, Jesus, would be the firstborn among many brethren, bringing many of us in. That's the will of God from the foundation of the world. Ephesians 1. The mystery of God's will from the foundation of the world has been to gather all things together in one in Christ Jesus. And those that he predestinated to be what? Conformed to his son. A perfect mirror image. Full grown in the image of Jesus Christ. Perfection. That is, and those that he predestinated, them he also called. Many called few chosen. There's no, there's more snares that people can fall, even though they believe for a while, fall away. 1 Timothy 4 once speaks expressly that the Spirit speaks expressly in the latter days. Some shall depart from the faith. They were in it. They departed from it. Given heed to seducing spirits, doctrines of devils. Well, we don't want to do that. We want to stay in that way and let it be healed. But he says here that awake ye drunkards. What is it? Well, that ones that he called that chosen, them he also justified. Them that he justified, he also glorified. We haven't been glorified yet, but we're going to be. Our vile body, fashioned like in his glorious body, whereby he's able to subdue all things unto himself. That's that royal priesthood that we're called for. That's the Melchizedek royal priesthood that you and I are called for in Hebrews 5, 6, and 7. That is the last day work of the ministry. A chosen generation. That's the Christ generation. That's us. Awake, you drunkards. What does God say? Awake, you drunkards, uh, and weep and howl. Why? All you drinkers of wine, because of the new wine. Why aren't we hearing the new wine? Because we don't have ears to hear, because they, the things of this world has blinded our eyes, the God of this world, the cares of this world, deceitfulness of riches. Choke the word, it becomes unfruitful. But because of the new wine, why? For it is cut off from your mouth. What is that? That's the faith. That is nigh thee, even in thy mouth. 
for a nation. It's come upon my land. Watch it. Strong without number, whose teeth are the teeth of a lion. He hath the cheek teeth of a great lion. He hath laid my vine waste. Now that's spiritual as well as there will be a physical. And coming against the word of God, the dragon, the old serpent, the scorpion, the devil coming after the man child as soon as birth. And that is the ones that have the testimony of Jesus and keep the commandments of God in Revelation 12. God's doing it now. He's birthing it through the word. To those that have an ear to hear what the spirit is saying to the churches. What are we to do? Lament like a virgin. Girded with sackcloth for the husband of her youth. That's Jesus. That's our husband. We're the bride. The meat offering and the drink offering is cut off from the house of the Lord. The priest, the Lord's ministers, mourn. The field is wasted. Well, pray for harvesters uh, and for the field to send forth labors in the field. There, the harvest is already white under harvest. Don't say yet four months. The field is wasted. The land mourneth. Why? For the corn is wasted. Brick corn is bruised. That's the body of Christ. The new wine is dried up. Why? God gave it and it dried up. Nobody took it. The oil languisheth. Be ashamed, O you husbands of hell, O you vine dressers. We're supposed to take care of God's vineyard. Vine dressers. The husband. We are, as you see in that Psalm 8, the Canticles of Solomon. Solomon hath a vineyard. There's your vineyard, your vine dressers. The keepers of the vineyard. Solomon, you're to have a thousand. That's perfected glory. That's the reason one lived a thousand after the fall of Adam. That this by one man's disobedience, sin came to the world, and death by sin. No one lived a thousand perfected glory. We had uh, Noah nine, uh, we had Adam nine hundred and thirty. We had uh, uh, Methuselah nine hundred sixty-nine. Uh, but no one lived to one thousand, as we will, as the nation Israel will in the millennial. It's perfection. What Adam would have had if he had not sinned and been the federal head of the body of Christ. But he sinned. Now, that's come upon us, the church of the living God, as vine dressers, and that we are to bring forth a thousand. Solomon, at that vineyard, and Solomon, you must have a thousand perfected glory. All the keepers of the vineyard, the vine dressers, 200. 200 for the apostle, 200 for the prophet, 200 for the evangelist, 200 for the pastor, 200 for the teacher, 1,000 for the perfecting of the saints. And that is what we are to do. What? He gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, pastors, and teachers for the perfecting of the saints. For what purpose? For the work of the ministry. For this gospel we preach in all the world, for witness in all nations. We need to come together now. The body of Christ, if you have an ear to hear, contact me. We are doing it. You're not Pentecostals anymore. You're tabernacles. Somebody said, we're seen through a glass darkly. No. God has shown forth his glory in the face of Jesus Christ, but we have this treasure in earth and vessel. That's the excellency of the power. It might be of God and not of ourselves. The Lord is that spirit. He's revealing that. There's only one spirit. Jesus is it. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. Are we seen through a glass darkly? No. For we all with open face now 
we ought with open face look at that in that perfect law of liberty are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. We see that in 2 Corinthians 3. We all with open face beholding is in a glass, not darkly, but the glass, the Word of God, the glory of the Lord, the same glory that Jesus had in the days of his flesh that he prayed in John 17, that same glory I give unto you. That is exactly Jesus' last prayer in John 17. Father, make them one that they may, where I am, that they may be one with us and see my glory. That was in the days of Jesus' flesh, and thus to the measure of the stature of that Christ generation. That's what he expects. But we have to hear the charts of the fathers have to go to the children, the children of the fathers. Lest God says, I come and smite the earth with a curse. The new wine dries up, the wine languishes. The oil languishes, the oil of truth. Truth languishing now. Because no one is hearing what the Spirit is saying to the churches, except God is doing it. You're hearing it. Contact me. We will take this gospel to all the world for a witness of all nations. Then the end will come. Believe it, God will. It's not us. It's not of our own righteousness, but the righteousness of God by faith. We're just shoe shine boys. We pop the rag shine your shoes. Not for any of our righteousness or our holiness, but for his namesake. God has called us to do that. We need to hear from you. Don't let the wine, that oil languish, the oil of truth of the word of God, the Holy Ghost being the fire that lights it. This is not just a half egg of beaten olive oil in Pentecost. This is the golden oil straight from the throne room. The sons of oil, and that's what you're called for. Every one of you that know the truth. Me. My country code plus one. Area code 903-746-4885. Don't procrastinate. Again, give me a call, leave a message, I'll get right back to you. Country code plus one. 903-746-4885. I'll wait for your phone call. I look forward to meeting you. There you can also download our podcast, Sealing God's People. For this present truth daily. We also have our jcic.tv, where is our private website that you can get your registration, username, password to give your comments and our ask questions. You can write to me, Post Office Box 2906, Longview, Texas, zip code 75606, or you can message me there at email me at sealinggodspeople at dennisbeard.org or drop me a message over dennisbeard.org sealinggodspeople.org sealinggodspeople.com Well, I pray that God perfect that which is lacking in each one of us that we all may be presented blameless at His coming both spirit, soul, and body. Until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Beard saying, Behold, the real Jesus.